So I welcome us all to the world segment this morning. Uh, Sister Oriomi, thank you so much for leading us in prayer, that prayer session. And uh, thank you everyone for the supply of the spirit. Uh, Jesus says in the book of John 10, 10, he says, uh, the thief comes only to steal, <clears throat> to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have, have life and have it to the full. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Here is the word of the master to us all at this time, letting us know that uh, he stands by his word to watch over it concerning us. No matter how trying the times may be, the thief comes to steal what you already have, your joy. He tries to destroy all that you have built, you have built over the years, your faith. He tries to snuff out that life that you now possess in Christ Jesus. But thank God this morning, the master is always by our side. He says he will never leave us, nor forsake us. Glory to God for the great shepherd of the sheep who promised to lay his life down for his own. He actually did. He actually laid his life down for us. And he stands to watch over his word to perform it, to bring it to pass in our lives as we put out our faith to exercise it. As you do so, you will hear his voice clearly, telling you what to do in those circumstances, holding you by the hand on a victorious walk with him. And above all, letting you know that he is right there with you every step of the way. Therefore, this morning, we can rejoice knowing fully well that he has come, that you may have life and you, you may have it more abundantly. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Lord, we give you praise this morning for your word. Your word always is always available for every season. It never gets old. It is sweeter than honey. Lord, teach us this morning by your Holy Spirit. Let us come away from here refreshed and enlightened and let all glory and honor be yours now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, let's open our Bibles to the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah, chapter 7 and verse 14. Isaiah 7, 14. It says, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and we call his name Emmanuel. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and he will call his name Emmanuel. This is a prophecy whose fulfillment is uh, recorded so well in the book of Luke chapter 1. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. You know, I am quite uh, fascinated by the story of the virgin birth. You know, there are a million and one questions that men have asked, debates and controversial topics all, all around this mystery of Jesus coming into the world born of a virgin. Uh, this and 
all other controversies are not the subject of our discussion this morning. However, in my own mind, I have wondered why this particular Mary was chosen. You know, who is this Mary and what was so special about her? Let me quickly say that God requires our cooperation to advance his agenda in this world. That's why he needed Mary's cooperation for Jesus to come into this world. Now, if the main requirement was a virgin, I'm certain that Mary was not the only virgin in Nazareth in those days because it was expected that their maidens kept themselves pure and undefiled till they were married. In fact, virginity in those days was something upon which uh, families prided themselves, you know, in those days. Perhaps there were other virgins named Mary within our community. So it wasn't that God looked far and wide and finally found a virgin somewhere and settled for her. No, that was not the case. You know, there's this other idea also, which I, I believe is very true, that Mary knew about the prophecy. Remember, this was a time in Israel when they labored under the Roman rule. It was a difficult time. And all they could look forward to was the promised Messiah, a king to be born to rescue them from the bondage and shackles of their oppressors. They knew the word of the prophecy. It wasn't alien to them. Their men knew it. Their women knew it. And in fact, it was taught to their children as they came of age. They even had ceremonies for coming of age of their children and uh, done in the synagogues where they read some of those uh, uh, prophecies out loud and they tried to create debates around it. Remember when Jesus was uh, in Jerusalem with his parents and he went to, the, to his father's house to debate with the San Andrew and the others. So, we can safely assume that Mary was not the only virgin who knew the prophecy of the Savior King. But the angel Gabriel was sent specifically to her and to none other. So what was so special about Mary, the mother of Jesus? The answer to this can be found in a dialogue with the angel. Let's open our Bibles to Luke 1. We start uh, reading from verse 25. To 38. Okay, verse 26. Okay, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou art found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God shall give him his throne, the throne in the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. 
Then said Miriam to the angel, How shall this be seen? I know not a man. And the angel answered and said, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, the power of the Most High shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth said, she, she had also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And listen to this. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. See, verse 38 is a profound declaration of belief and submission to the supremacy of God's word and the ability of God to deliver on his promise, no matter the prevailing circumstances. It clearly shows how deep our faith in God was. Mary simply said, Lord, I believe your word, and I release myself to be used as a vessel to have advanced your agenda on earth. As soon as the angel started talking, she began to ponder upon the dimension the conversation was assuming, and suddenly she realized, this is what we have all been waiting for. Furthermore, she was a virgin, just as the prophet foretold. She was not afraid and was immediately on board with God's plan and purpose. The only thing she, she wanted to know was that, or was, was the single thing that was left out of the prophecy. How will this conception happen? Saying she knew no man. The angel explained the modalities and that settled before Mary. Be it unto me, according to your word. For Mary, God's word spoken by the angel resonated with her. It was a confirmation of what she already knew, what she already had in her heart. Don't forget the same angel Gabriel was sent to Zachariah with another word from the Lord, letting him know that another prophecy was to, to, be, through him, or was to be fulfilled through him and his wife. That is found, also found in the same Luke 1. Luke 1, 11 to 20 tells about Zechariah and uh, his dialogue with the angel. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled. Fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto me, Fear not, Zechariah, for the, thy prayer is heard. Thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and, shall, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor, nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall be turned to the Lord their God, and shall go before him in the spirit of and power of Elias, to turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah said unto the angel, where, whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, my wife well stricken in years. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God. And I am sent to speak unto thee, and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb, and not speak, and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my word, which shall be fulfilled in their season. Zechariah knew the word, but he didn't, in his own case, he didn't meet it with belief. This was a, pro a prophecy that was told clearly in Malachi. Don't forget, this man was a priest. 
in Malachi, it says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet, the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the hearts of the father to the children, and the hearts of the children to their father. Can you, can you see? This is what is expected to resonate with what was in the heart of, of, of uh, Zacharias already. But he, he chose to disbelieve. He most likely knew because he was a priest, but he did not believe. So the angel had to shut him up until after the prophecy was fulfilled. You know, in Kingsville Church this year, we have designated it the year of our supernatural walk with God. And rightly so too, because God has called, he has, he has called us to a supernatural walk. To better understand the mystery around our supernatural, just imagine two people taking a long walk on the beach. Imagine that these two people are you and the Lord himself. Our walk with him is supernatural when his word takes first place. A walk where every situation is subject to the word, where our first response is influenced by the word of God. It is a walk in which God wants to use you and all you have to his glory. He wants to partner with us. He wants to be in a, a, a partner in all that we do. He wants to partner with, with you to bring his plan and purpose to bear from earth. For this to happen, you must operate on the same wavelength as the Lord, the wavelength of the word and of faith. Have you seen partners in any successful business that don't speak with, with one voice? Even when they have divergent views on a matter, they, they, they are compelled to sit down and iron things out and agree on the way forward on strategies for the greater good of the business. The day they start singing discordant tunes is the beginning. That day is the beginning of the end of, of that business. God wants to partner with us in your marriage, in your business. He wants to have an active role in our spiritual lives. He wants to take, he wants to have an active role in all that pertains to us. He wants to partner with us to birth his purpose in our nation, even in the face of the current situations of the situation of things. He wants to work with us supernaturally to get Nigeria back on the path of greatness. For this work to be truly supernatural, we, you know, you must stand firmly on his word. We must know his ways, and the only way to do that is to search out his word. It is our responsibility. It is our own part of that partnership, our own part of that supernatural work. When we know his word, then we know him and we know his ways. You know, yesterday, uh, Reverend Paul said to, to us uh, during the, the midweek service that the knowledge of God builds the correct image of God in our minds. You know, if you check the computer 3, it says, but grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To grow in grace and in his knowledge, we must habitually search out his word. We must read it and seek the help of the Holy Spirit as we do. We must meditate on it and let it sink until it becomes ours. 
until it becomes a very fabric of our being. In Joshua 1, the Bible says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, for thou shalt meditate them day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. We must keep saying in Kingsville Job, we must keep declaring and meditating on God's word. This is because when situations arise, and situations will surely arise, God has a word for each of those situations. And God has expectations of us in this supernatural world. He will be speaking to you by his word, which is already in your heart. God will expect you to hear him clearly. God will expect that you recognize his voice. He will also accept that you accept the truth of his word like Mary did. You know, from uh, Zechariah's example, it's, it's uh, obvious that you can, know, you can actually know the word and not believe it. Yeah. So in this supernatural work, God expects us to hear him clearly, to recognize his voice, to accept the truth of his word, that word that you already know. Because when, when situations arise, God will be speaking to you only by his word. And he needs you to have that connection with what he's saying and what is, what is already in your heart. You must believe God's word like Mary did. Believe that his word is bigger than that situation and that his word will provide a way out. Finally, God would expect you to respond just like Mary said, be it unto me according to your word. At that point, your believing is complete. You have put your faith to work. You have done your own part. And then you leave the rest for God to sort out. I believe we have uh, learned something this morning. Uh, I, I believe that as we go out this morning, the word in our heart will be released. The word in our heart will be accepted as God uh, reminds us, as he speaks clearly to us, as we recognize his voice in all our situations, we would accept the truth of his word and we will say in our heart and even with our mouth, be it unto me according to your word. Thank you for listening to this short exhortation this morning. Do have a blessed day.